1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, June the 2nd, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On June 2nd, 1997, Timothy McVeigh was convicted of murder and conspiracy. You remember him from the 1995 bombing of the Alfred Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City. Remember that? It killed 168 people. He was later executed in June of 2001. Today in 1924, Congress passed a measure guaranteeing full American citizenship for all Native Americans born within the U.S. territorial limits. Today in 1941, baseball's iron horse, Lou Gehrig, he died in New York. He had that degenerative disease that came to be known as Lou Gehrig's disease, actually, but it was called something else. I can't remember what it was. He was 37 years old. Today, 1953, the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II took place in London's Westminster Abbey 16 months after the death of her father. Her father was King George VI. Today, in 1966, U.S. space probe surveyor landed on the moon, Surveyor 1. It landed on the moon began transmitting detailed photographs of the lunar surface. We had never seen anything like that at that time. It was pretty amazing stuff. I remember it. So do you, I'm sure. Today in 1979, Pope John Paul II arrived in his native Poland on his first visit, uh, it was actually the first visit, by a pope to a communist country. Poland was under the heel of communism at the time. They didn't want to be, but they were. I was actually in Poland during the 70s. I remember it well. I was preaching around the country and in a number of churches, and there were these KGB guys that followed me around. I mean, I was nobody as far as I was concerned, but I guess they thought we had some influence or something followed me around, and I would preach. I preached at a church, it was First Baptist Church, it was the largest church, Protestant church in in Warsaw at the time, And, and we had a service there, and a bunch of the churches came together. I was a speaker, and the pastors told me before I spoke, they said there will be guys that are that will be sitting toward the front if they can get a seat, and they'll be recording your 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 message, your your sermon, and just don't pay any attention to them They're with the Communist Party, and this was just before we went out on the platform and started the service, and I thought, what? And they were there, and they showed up all over the place. We traveled around the country and spoke in a number of places, and Every place I went, the same guys. I guess they had been assigned or something, but amazing stuff. Well, Poland has broken loose of that now and has really um, kind of stretched their wings. They've really advanced in the last number of years, but those were dark years for Poland and I suppose for all the Catholics that are there. That was a big day for uh, the Pope and for them. Today, 1981, the Japanese video arcade game Donkey Kong. Um, I remember that because I we have kids, and um, I, I think that I think that game was around our house for a while. If you had one of those, you should have kept it. They're very valuable now, the originals. But anyway, it was introduced by Nintendo five years ago today. Environmental campaigners kind of. Lost it. They protested President Donald Trump's decision to pull the United States out of the Paris Climate Accord. Oh, they said it, we will. We have just months left before we will all be burned to dust. President Biden restrained the or reinstated the U.S. in the first day in office, so he took care of that tragedy for them. Now they can rest in peace because we're in the Paris Climate Accord, I guess. There's a, um, there's a story out there this morning that was just published a few minutes ago, literally 15 minutes ago or so. And the uh, it's coming from the state of Florida. And they are set to issue a formal report. I think they're going to issue it today, but they're going to be issuing it either today or tomorrow. I think today. But it's questioning, and this is a valid um, scientific inquiry. They are questioning the science behind the gender-affirming care for people who believe they are transgender. Why is Florida doing this? Well, specifically, they have good leadership, for sure, the governor, but it's a 45-page report, and um, it's to be released either today or tomorrow, and it was completed by the Florida Medicaid, um, requested by the Secretary of the Agency for Healthcare Administration, and that... It, that uh, administration or that division of the Florida government oversees Florida's Medicaid program. The reason they're doing this is, well, for several reasons, but one of the reasons, the official reason, is that in consultation with several experts, the report concludes that sex reassignment surgeries, puberty blockers, and cross-sex hormone treatments for people with gender dysphoria are not proven as safe or effective treatments and are experimental and investigational. So this report then, as I said, it's a 45-page report, I understand. It goes on to give a medical response to this uh, idiocy that's going out on out there where parents, and I don't know what they're thinking, and in some cases, parents are not as involved as they should be, but are allowing their children to go through these this sex change transition without even proven science that it even should be happening it should be under investigation so that's basically what florida is saying today this will rattle the news people around the country they won't report it accurately they will um they'll bend this story to be that to make florida look like an outlier who's really just a kind of a marginal far, far right kind of a state, the leadership and, and they're just advocates and they're, you know, activists against uh, kids having proper care for gender affirming and all this kind of thing. That's the way this will be. You'll, you'll hear it on the news. I can promise you that, but that's, what's really happening. They're taking a hard look at this because they're saying they're seeing many, many, many abuses of this whole thing, primarily by the, activists for the LGBTQ, so on, agenda. That's out there. So be aware. As you hear this on the news tonight, it will be, uh, as I said, it will be bent in a very different direction than the truth about what this is really about. And it's getting to the bottom of some abuses of children is what it's really about. There's so much going on in our world. There's so much that is... Seems to be challenging our faith uh, on every level, there, from the White House to the, you know, the schoolhouse to the house across the street that puts up all the signs. As you may, unfortunately, live by someone like that. But our faith, the things that we have believed, the culture of America is being challenged in so many concerning ways. There was a time when communities, large and small, gathered around their churches and their schools, but today public schools work hard not only to block parents from participating in the educational process of their kids, but they try to, they try to get the children kind of sequestered away from the parents, and they try to keep the parents in the dark about what their children are actually being taught in the school. You know I'm not overstating that. We've seen it time and time again, and it continues. I believe there is a shift beginning, and over the next few days, I'll be talking about this from various points of view, various angles from the news, but I believe that we're reaching that fed-up level in America. Oh, not everyone, but a lot of people. It could be a, a majority of people. Most everyone knows about this by now. I mean, it's become so uh, known, and that's one of the good things. It came out of a bad thing, this pandemic. It really altered our lives and altered our the way we live and the way we do business, and school was shut down, offices were closed, and people were forced into their homes, and parents were forced to become aware, if they were not, of what their children were doing as far as education is concerned. They saw the lessons. They began to become aware. People were speaking up with the voices they had. And they were saying, hey, parents, do you know about this? And so all of this has been going on over the last year or two. And all of a sudden, parents said, wait a minute. They're teaching Susie what? At our little neighborhood school? So people began to become aware. So everybody, not everybody, but pretty much everybody knows that there's kind of a problem here, particularly in education, but in entertainment and all the aspects of life as we know it here in America. So we're beginning to talk about this, and we're beginning to say, wow, what can we do? And so on. I want to talk to you a little bit about what we can do today about some of the things we know. It's great to talk about it. We've got to be informed, and we try to do that every day on this program. But we also need to do things. And some of us really don't have the opportunity to do a whole lot. Some have an opportunity to do a lot, and some are doing a lot. I was reading early this morning before we got ready to go on the air on this program. As you know, we originate live at nine o'clock every weekday morning. Some of you hear it a little bit later in the day, but it's pretty current, the program. So I was reading this morning, and uh, just for myself, but I came across a verse that I, I'd like to share with you today. You know the verse. But Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. There are so many winds and storms and waves in all of the metaphors that we can use that are crashing against our Christian faith, our Christian lives, living our lives for the Lord. Let us hold fast the profession of faith. Don't be swayed in your faith, in your profession of faith, and what you believe based on the Bible. Be strong. Why? Because he is faithful that promised and the promises are many god has promised to stand with us and he is with us in ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 the bible says and having done all stand firm i think that's a good word for all of us today in the environment in which we live stand firm trust the lord god is faithful And God is in control of all things, all the time. So we live close to God. We keep our attention, our heart toward him as we look at the world in chaos around us. While public education continues to claim they merely want to give our kids a good education, they say that all the time, most of us know that that's a lie. It's simply not true. It's well known that public schools have become breeding grounds for far-left progressive agendas. You know that. We talk about it often on this program. Those agendas include critical race theory, the 1619 Project, which completely revises America's history. It teaches a generation of kids that not only is our country not exceptional, it's racist to the core, systemically so. Our public schools have become laboratories for social experimentation, teaching that boys are girls and girls are boys and that some of our kids are neither and some are all of the above and some are in transition. Good grief. We adults can't even comprehend all that. How can a five-year-old? They don't. That's part of the problem in our culture today. This is happening while some medical doctors are working feverishly to make this insanity become a reality because... Well, for several reasons, but one is that there's a lot of money in this LGBTQ, whatever, plus plus movement. Doctors are making a lot of money treating these kids that are supposedly in transition from male to female or female to male. So what what should we be doing? I mean, what can we do about it? We need to be informed. I want to talk to you about a couple of people that are doing something about it. They have a platform that's different probably than yours or even mine for sure, but they're doing something about it. Maybe God will speak to you in the few minutes we spend together today about something you should do. Actor and Christian activist, Kurt Cameron, you probably know him. He's all American kid. Now he's an all American adult, his wife. They have a number of children. But he and his wife, they're doing something about it. He has resources that we don't have. He has access that we don't have. But he's an award-winning actor, Kirk Cameron. He's blasted America's public schools for becoming breeding grounds for far-left progressive agendas. Those are his words. He said critical race theory, this Nicole Hannah-Jones 1619 project, gender ideology. He said it's all destroying our kids, our culture. He says, the problem is that public school systems have become so bad, it's sad to say they're doing more for grooming, for sexual chaos, and the progressive left than any real educating about the things that most of us want to teach our kids. The solution to the problem was for parents to take the lead on their children's education, and he said, teach them at home, and he makes some biblical references. To make the case, this award-winning actor has produced a movie. It's titled The Homeschool Awakening. It premieres in theaters on June 13 and 14. That's just less than two weeks from now. I want to encourage you to be aware of that. As many as possible, I would encourage you to, to see it. He does great work. I mean, he's a, he, he grew up in entertainment, as you know. But this is this movie follows the journey of about 17 homeschooling families who respond to the misconceptions and the stereotypes. In other words, there are a lot of Christian conservative people who are saying, "Why well, I would like to homeschool, but I don't. I don't know. I've heard that the kids don't aren't socialized, and you know, there's a list of things that the left is pushing very strongly today because the last thing that the left wants is for you or your family members, your children or grandchildren, to pull their kids out of public education. Because every kid represents a cash flow to a local school. If they don't have your kid, they don't get the cash. I mean, I'm just being honest. Cameron says the genesis of creating what would become a project that spanned over two years was the coronavirus pandemic. He said at the time, parents were finally starting to see things for what they are see things that school were teaching their kids. Here's what he said. He said, if we send our children to Rome to be educated, we shouldn't be surprised if they come back Romans. (laughs) He said, if we want them to love God and love their neighbor and feel gratitude and thankful that they live in the United States of America, the freest country on earth, then you've got to teach them those things. He said, I realized that there was no better way for our family to do that than to bring them home and join in with this rich, robust community with tons of curriculum to be able to have the flexibility and freedom to raise our kids the way we wanted them to be raised. He stresses that many excellent teachers in the school system. He said there are many. He said it's not the teachers. There's some teachers are activists, but most are not. I've said that a dozen times on this program. I think we all know that. But he said the system is holding them back from being a light in the darkness and passing on the kinds of values and virtues that made America so great and wonderful and blessed. In fact, he said his father and grandmother and grandfather were teachers. He says public education, though, is rotting out the minds and souls of Americans' children now. He said they're separating, they're spreading a terminal disease, not education, and separating families. Cameron says that often public schools, I'm quoting him, Public schools have been guilty of cutting parents out of the raising of their children's process. Well, of course they have. And we all know that now of developing and cultivating their hearts and minds and telling them, you're not qualified. You don't have the degree. You don't have anything to say about what your kids are going to learn in school. We'll teach them. Remember that episode in Virginia where that far left Democrat guy who served as as governor there before, he thought he had it in the bag his Republican um, opponent was unknown basically very successful guy and as it turned out this uh, the Democrat the far left Democrat candidate said told the, the parents that he said you you need to stay out of the way he said they parents should not have any input on what the schools are teaching the schools know what to teach and they should be left alone and uh, other along those lines. And the people of Virginia said, what? Now, wait a minute. And so Glenn Youngkin comes in, very successful businessman, devout Christian, he and his wife. He comes in running highly qualified, but unknown. He's the governor today of Virginia. And it was on that statement that that whole political campaign turned because the parents are from all angles are beginning to awaken and they're saying, wait a minute. This is my child. It's not your kid. It's my kid. And I want them to know certain things. I want them to believe certain things. Today's public school system, Cameron says, they're not working for parents, but actively against them. So as far as he's concerned, he says public education has become public enemy number one. So he's put out this video. He's planning to do a lot more things, but this film, I saw the trailer. In fact, I wrote an article today about this, and it's on our website, faithandfreedom.us, and uh, .us, not .com or something else. But in there, I put—I included the trailer. You can There's a link to the trailer. You can see it and see what it's about. It's very well done. I hope to see the film. I think every parent that has children at home or in the school age. Um, you need to see that if, if at all possible. I, it'll probably become available in other ways outside of theaters uh, after it's shown in theaters, but it starts, as I said, just in a couple of weeks, June 13 and 14 in theaters. So you can check that out where you live, and if you can see it, I, I would really encourage you to do so. It'll, it'll speak to your heart, and I think God will use it to talk to you if you haven't been thinking about these kinds of things as much as you should have been. But this is a concern, and it is becoming well-known. So Cameron is doing this now. As I said, he plans to do some other things coming up, according to what he said. Bethany Mandel, you probably haven't heard of. She's well-known in her own circles, but she's not well-known nationally. She's becoming so. She's the editor of a new series of books called Heroes of Liberty. She considers herself like David. (laughs) No, she's not in transition. She considers herself like David, (laughs) who went after Goliath. She believes that nothing is off limits for the Marxist-inspired woke movement that is after our children. She said they'll do anything to reach our innocent children. As she gathers her stones to go after Goliath, she's identified Goliath. There's one thing, she said there's a lot of problems out there, but there's one thing she's focused on, and that is to expose Scholastic Publishing. Scholastic is a well-known, trusted publisher of children's books. It's been doing so for more than 100 years. The corporate giant has published books like Clifford the Big Red Dog, that's the company's caught as a matter of fact, I think. They're famously, they famously launched the career of Henry Potter author J.K. Rowling. That's where she first started writing children's books before she did the Harry Potter series and became a billionaire, I think. One of her stones, Bethany Mandel's stones, is to expose scholastics, not for what they have been, but what they are now. They have changed. Think Disney. They've evolved, just like Disney World in Florida. They were once one thing, but now they're something very different. She told Fox Business Channel, she did an interview the other day on Fox Business Channel. She told Fox Business, she said, Our children's souls are in danger. Heroes of Liberty editor, board member, Bethany Mandel. She says her video exclusively is, and her book series exclusively addresses these issues. She said all over America, parents are waking up to the danger that a woke education system is having on our kids' mental health, not to mention their their futures. She said what's happening in education isn't the biggest problem. The biggest problem is our culture, or to be more specific and precise, our children's bookshelves. She said, that's the problem. She said, you may think that your children are safe from woke indoctrination at home, but they're almost certainly not. She said, Scholastic, a billion-dollar children's book juggernaut, billion dollars a year Scholastic makes, turned into the most dangerous in youth culture. She said, we call it uh, um, octopus, woke uh, octopus." She said, we call it woke octopus because it has these tentacles all over the place. She said, Woketipus has found a way to smuggle propaganda into your home right behind your back by going straight to the schools and teachers who recommend Scholastic books to kids because everybody knows Scholastic in the Scholastic world, just like everybody that has kids knows Disneyland. She said, these books do not include American values. She said, they have gender fluidity, LGBTQ issues, critical race theory, and other toxic ideas that will make your child sad, confused depressed. We talked about children committing suicide yesterday on this program. She said, this is a problem. She warns about the books, Magical Boy. It's a pro-transgender book. It's in the libraries all across America, thanks to Scholastic. The Girl from the Sea by Molly Knox Ostertag. That features a lesbian relationship and how that kind of a relationship works. Rick by Uh, Alex Gino, that's a book about LGBTQ identities, figuring out what your identity is. You're not he or she, you're it or they or uh or duh or whatever. She said this book is about anti, there's a book about anti-race by Tiffany Jewell. It's a book pushing race activism to kids as young as first grade. As soon as they can read, they're after these kids. She said not only is Scholastic uh, Publishing Uh, publishing a series of books that reflect our kids what they should be learning. She said her books, and she's selling the books, to be completely honest with you, but I hope she sells a lot of them. Heroes of Liberty is publishing books about Ronald Reagan, Thomas Sowell, Amy Coney Barrett, Alexander Hamilton. I think there's one even now on John Wayne has to do with masculinity and some of the things he said. So this is what she's doing. I think all of us, to take a pause today, and I hope that we will, and reflect on what's going on in our world. Is there anything we can do? Is there anything we can do in this world? And perhaps what you can do is not a big deal, but it's something. And for some of you, you can do something pretty significant, if you'll think about it and pray about it. On a personal note, I I thought about these things when we started this program nine years or so ago now, and I felt this was what I could do and what God wanted me to do. And as you think about what you should do, let me just thank you for supporting doing what I feel God wants me to do. We'll see you tomorrow.